Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. John and Ken on demand the podcast. And, uh... If uh, you didn't hear early, you might want to listen to the first segment on the podcast. Of, uh, really? One, Why? One o'clock. Well, uh, well, you listen to it. You, uh, I know. See, what you think. We'll see how it went. Well, uh, Ken is uh, going to be retiring in a month, and uh, then I'm three gonna, weeks from Wednesday. Three weeks from Wednesday. Not that you're counting. <laughs> and then I'm going to keep doing this by myself. Oh yeah, I was supposed to. Well, maybe later I'll uh, answer your question. You want to know what I'm going to do? Yes, I do. Like, I'm going to check you in. on the. I'm going to take the podcast and listen to you over and over again for 24 hours a day. You'll miss my voice. <laughs> Is that what you think? Something ringing in your ears for 36 years, and it finally <laughs> stops. Uh, yeah. Well, there's that. Uh, all right. You have a chance to win money. That's coming up around 2:20. We, of course, uh, keep an eye on the 10 freeway story. Yes, it's still closed there in the uh, area of East LA. Just outside of downtown Los Angeles, east and west, all closed. They don't know whether it's going to be weeks or months before they can make the repairs necessary to make it safe to reopen. Yeah. And we're learning about the lessee who had that junkyard underneath full of wooden pallets. What's that about? Do you think Gavin Newsom is uh, Pete Wilson? Oh, right. How fast they got the, the earthquake right. rebuilt after yeah. Northridge. I got to right. go tonight and revisit those stories and see. Uh, my memory was it was about three months. after, And, and that, that freeway crumbled. That was really bad. Yeah. Yes, see, yes. Uh, this, I think, it's just structurally unsound. I don't know that it crumbled. It didn't crumble, right? The fire didn't no, cause it to crumble. No, but, it, but there are those, those support trailers right? are, are really bad. Yeah, because I saw a guy from a helicopter shot, one of the workers standing on the freeway, the closed part. So I'm thinking, oh, it's all right for him to walk around. But obviously all the heavy cars and trucks passing through there, that would be uh, bad news if it all collapsed. So that's why they had to do that. So uh, 315 Newsom is going to speak. Karen Bass is going to speak, and we'll see what we can learn about the cause of this fire and possibly when it might reopen. Right now, we have an opportunity to talk to David Ralston. He is the father of one of the victims uh, in Malibu on Pacific Coast Highway who was run down by a man who was uh, speeding along that section of Pacific Coast Highway, a place that uh, people have called very dangerous for so many years. There's been constant reports and recommendations about how to make that section of Pacific Coast Highway safer. Uh, David is the father of one of the four women that was killed, students at Pepperdine University. Her name is Neve Ralston. So let's bring David on and uh, have a chance to talk to him about this. David, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. First, tell us about your daughter, Neve. Um, 
my daughter, uh, we live here in Los Angeles. Um, she grew up here, was born in, uh, in Cedar sinai So she was a uh, Los Angeles girl. Uh, went to uh, many fine institutions here um, in, the, in the area. She went to high school at uh, um, uh, Oaks Christian High School. And, um, yeah, she uh, really was excited to, to be a Pepperdine student, uh, was about to graduate. She was in her, her senior year. Um, as far as, you know, the type of person that she was, uh, a couple things I, I think I'd like to say about her. Um, she uh, was a gymnast for about eight years of her life. And um, if you know anything about gymnasts, they're some of the most uh, disciplined uh, athletes that you can find. Uh, she used to do about 20 hours a week of training, and it was uh, very intensive physical uh, training. She also uh, continued to carry on uh, with uh, kind of a lifelong interest in nutrition and, um, you know, uh, kept herself fit. She was very careful about what she ate, and uh, she actually taught us uh, quite a bit about uh, nutrition. I think she was one of the first people that we uh, that I ever heard of intermittent fasting. She was doing intermittent fasting back when she was a 17 or 18 year old. And uh, she used to get mad at us if we uh, didn't have dinner within her window of uh, eight hours in, in which she ate. So um, she, you, that's basically the, the type of girl she was. She was smart. She was driven. Uh, she had graduated high school at 17. And so she was a, a year early compared to the most of the people that go to college. And um, we, we got a lot of letters from people uh, at, since this has happened. And uh, I guess I would just, uh, we were going over some of them this weekend, uh, my wife and I. And there was one that uh, we had, my wife had brought to my attention. And this young woman said, uh, uh, she'd written, uh, I did not know her closely, but we were friends and saw each other often at social gatherings. Uh, she always made me feel so welcomed. If I was standing alone, she would include me. Uh, this this is kind of our daughter. She wanted people to feel happy. She wanted them to feel included and cared about. And um, that was something we were very proud of with her. Um, she was a, a beautiful girl, and she just had a lot of friends and people that loved her. Did she ever talk about the dangers of that stretch of Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu in terms of being the student there and you know going and moving around? No, I don't. I don't think she thought of things that way, and she certainly loved uh, being there. Now she did live on campus with the other uh, uh, out of the four that were killed. Uh, three of them, including my daughter, were roommates. The other uh, young woman lived off campus. Um, but they lived on campus. Um, they, uh, my daughter loved to go to the beach. She often went and, uh, and swam and, uh, along with uh, a lot of her, her friends and, and, uh, women that she was in the sorority with. Um, so I think in general, people in, in Malibu, uh, are blissfully ignorant of just how dangerous that place can be. Sounds like you're not though. Uh, not anymore. Unfortunately, right. uh, now we're much more uh, that this is what happens when something like this happens to your kid uh, is you then end up often meeting other people 
who uh, may have uh, been killed in a similar circumstance. And that's very much what's happened to to our family and, and to um, the families of, of these other three girls that were all sorority sisters with, with my daughter. What do you think uh, of the uh, legal case so far, uh, the murder charges against Fraser Baum? Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I feel like we're um, somewhat on the outside of this. I think people need, kind of need to understand if they don't that the case is, is being brought by the state. We're not, you know, we're not, uh, well, I guess we would be at, at best, um, you know, possibly people that would be brought in to testify about certain things, but it's not like the state is representing us. We don't have, um, you know, any kind of special knowledge about things that, that have happened there or what the, the facts of the case are. Um, I will say I was, my wife and I were the only people that were there on site the morning following the, the, the accident or, you know, I, 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 I don't even want to call it an accident. I, I don't feel like it was an accident at all, but uh, at any rate, the, the incident, we were there on site and, um, and they uh, had closed down that stretch of PCH for over 14 hours. So, my conclusion is that the people that work in law enforcement who have to go out in these type of cases and see what they saw, um, they took this very seriously from the, from the start of it. They closed the thing down. They investigated this thoroughly and uh, continued to do that in the weeks following. And um, I think anyone whose um, family member might be killed in some circumstance like this would want to feel like this is the way the case was was um, it was handled by law enforcement, and um, so anything that's come out since then, I, I fully am confident that they have done all their due diligence and, and investigated this appropriately. Are you confident that they'll make any changes with the actual highway, Pacific Coast Highway, to that dangerous stretch? Do you think anything will come? I mean, four young women killed. Do you think that would move the needle? Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad you brought that up because at this point, um, that's, that's what you, you know, one of the things that we found out, um, I believe you guys have, uh, talked to Michelle Shane. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. that's true or not, but no, uh, no, it's, oh, yes. yeah. he's, yeah, uh, he's a good friend of, he's of a mine. Great, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. yeah and, and we, uh, you know, this is what happens in this circumstance. Now we have, uh, met. The Shanes, and I got to tell you, there is nothing worse than finding out that this man's uh, beautiful child, who is a lot like my daughter in the way she was and what people and her friends said about her, that she was killed 13 years ago. And this man took that tragedy and worked diligently to try and make some changes down there and to find out that literally almost none of the changes that uh, were part of this 2015 report, uh, 100 pages or more that was done. And I believe, uh, you know, I don't want to be wrong about the facts, but there's something like 130 recommendations, all but a a very small few of them were never implemented. And uh, he put he brought up uh, a great uh, 
thing, one of the interviews I saw uh, where he said something along the lines of, um, you know, it took Caltrans four years to put up signs, no parking signs at this very um, dangerous stretch where uh, any parking narrows the road and makes it extremely unsafe for pedestrians and residents. And it took them four years to put up some signs. So what does that say? And of course, I think, you know, my wife and I think, and can't help but think, well, geez, if you'd done three or four other things, would I now be talking to you guys about the fact that my child was killed there? Um, something makes me seriously question whether that would be the case. Um, you know, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people um, probably look at this type of thing and don't really think about Malibu and, you know, that, that this is like a personal thing for them. But before this, um, you know, we haven't lived in Los Angeles uh, for many, many years now, uh, probably 25 years, uh, um, that you should be able to, to uh, well, I, I would say that, you know, we all consider Malibu like a crown jewel of Los Angeles. Um, and I think people probably have sent uh, family and friends down there to, to go to the beach to see it or even just take a drive down PCH. And I think uh, that's something that um, we should all expect you should be able to do uh, with in, in relative safety. But then you find out that um, the statistics there are, are very bad. It's basically, uh, you know, uh, the average speed, even though the it's supposed to be 45 miles per hour, the average speed is about 60 plus miles per hour through a beach city. Yeah, it's just it's just insane, and because it has a the name PCH and there's a highway on there, uh, since uh, you know what back in the 70s, that it's okay to just continue on this way, and uh, it, it clearly isn't. I mean, I think since 2010, you've had 58 people killed in this on this stretch of highway, uh, you know, which doesn't even begin to to uh, you know, uh, to look at the hundreds of other people and the hundreds of accidents that have occurred and people that have been uh, injured. I mean, this is just the people that were flat out killed. In All right, David, we, 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 do, we do have to go, but uh, we appreciate yeah. you talking to us. Our condolences again uh, for the loss of your daughter, Neve. We appreciate you talking to yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 if I could, I just wanted to say that if people are interested in this at all, there is an organization, streetsaresafeforeveryone.org, Please go there, look at it. Also, uh, Michelle Shane's film, 23milesinmalibu.com. There's some things you could do if you if this is something important to you and you want to get involved. All right, David Ralston, thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Uh, he's Bye. the father of one of the women that was killed on Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu last month, Neve Ralston. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, just talked with David Ralston, the father of Neve Ralston, one of the four women at Pepperdine who got uh, run down. In we that still got to give away. We what? still got to give money. 
or thereabouts because we're going to have Newsom and Bass talking about the 10 freeway. So All right. it's 3.15 schedule. We'll see. There's a window to do this, so we'll see. Should we just interrupt the news conference and announce the keyword and <laughs> like, like in the middle of them babbling? It might be more in this pro- space. Oh, uh, by the way, maybe we get Newsom to read the keyword. Yeah, it might be more productive just to give away the money rather than listen to him uh, talk Prattle. about his his leg- uh, his, uh, his what was the uh, the posture right. The, the legal yes, posture. The legal posture. We do have some audio to play from after the news at 2.30 that we think you might enjoy. It has nothing to do with the 10 freeway, but we'll explain what it is. And uh, it sounds like a moment where a politician and Newsom of all people just told the plain truth. Right. Uh, you're right. We just spoke to David Ralston. He is the father of uh, one of the four young women that was mowed down on Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu last month. Her name was Neve uh, Ralston. And uh, you know what touched me about that? and it's always this balance he's trying to say he knows that most people are not affected by this and people do get on with their lives you know they hear the story it's sad but they move on but you know he and some of the other people who have been and and he mentioned michelle who's been on our show john knows them very well who made the documentary that they're affected by this because they lost loved ones so does that mean we don't do anything because we haven't lost anybody personally in the tragedy on pacific coast highway or you know do you say well what can we really do that's practical because people need to get places? And that's really just the pass-through point there to get to, you know. To- yeah, I can see how the battle lines are going to fall, though, because uh, PCH can be a tough drive uh, depending on the hour. You know, drive during during rush hours or during uh, Saturday and that's, that's afternoons. really the only road that you have if yeah. you want to drive along that well, section, right? Or- it's the only north-south road that you can take west of uh, the uh, the 405 you if, if you if you're not on the 405 you have to drive all the way to pch to go from south to north right and then you could go over the hills into the valley that way right. and you know there are other there are other roads that that could pass through the santa monica mountains but they they they're they're shut down i know there, there's one road that is actually built, and you could take it all the way into the valley, but it, it's closed down because it's a, the whole area is protected for you know, ecological reasons. Yeah. But it's it that's it's it's absolutely necessary because of the way LA was built. There's a huge population in the valley, huge population on the west side, and it's the only way a lot of people can 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 get from from north to south. But as you said before, especially through Malibu, there it's like a, the heart of the town. Yeah. So you got so much shopping centers and people moving around. Yeah, people are speeding by when it's speed limit is 40. They're doing 60, 70, 80. And I guess this young guy right. was doing maybe 100. And people will say, it's like, hey, I didn't go 104 miles an hour. You know, why am I going to get Why would I get down? punished with the, uh, the slowing down all of us and it's going to make it impossible to get through there? And yeah, I, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I did feel for him when he said that because he knows that's the reality of most people because they're not personally affected by this tragedy. What do they really want to do to make a difference in the safety? All right, when we come back, as promised, we'll play you this audio from Dippity Do Gavin Newsom. It has nothing to do with the 10 freeway closure. It has something to do with another big event going on in California. And I thought, you know, he was pretty uh, straight out honest because it's one of those things where they don't often want to admit this. Uh, that's next. And again, at 3.15 or thereabouts, Karen Bass and Gavin Newsom with an update on the 10 freeway closure from that fire. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the yeah. One to four after four o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. I never know when you're going to finish. I never know either. I 
So next hour, Newsom Bass and the 10 freeway closure update. It's supposed to be around 3.15. We expect they'll be pummeled with questions about this uh, operation that was leasing the property underneath the freeway where supposedly the fire broke out, all these wood pallets and other junk. and like a junkyard. I don't I don't know. What kind of business was it? They sell wooden pallets? A lot of, a lot of flammable uh, materials there. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, really? How could this happen? Oh, we know how this could happen. So yeah. uh, we don't know. I know many of your listeners suspect that the vagrants had something to do with this. Uh, there were some encampments there. I We don't know. But it seems like a good chance, but uh, <laughs> it could be some other reasons. I mean, it's, it's what? It's after midnight on Friday night. So well, you know, what would the spark trying be? to stay warm? Right. That you know, thing well, again. They, because because this this BS that Newsom was pulling at uh, the press conference was was that this morning or yesterday yesterday it is yesterday yeah it is about um you know well this is we leased this out and then there was subleases it's like wait a second what was the spark steve said inside word is the report was put together pretty quickly that it was obvious what started it so we'll see and then we'll assess whether that is plausible whether it's true or whether there's a cover-up because the El Segundo Times wouldn't even acknowledge for the first 24 hours that there were homeless under there. Yeah, I had to do some digging, too, to find it. And then I saw some pictures and some stories that yeah. uh, there were homeless people yeah. living several encampments. And I think the admission is they took 16 people and put them in hotels. Yeah. But a bunch of others ran away there. But so. we've had hundreds of fires underneath overpasses started by homeless people. In yes. fact, I remember one day our, our uh, traffic reporter, I think it was Jeff Baugh at the time, I remember this clearly. He said there were six fires all burning at the same time under six overpasses in the L.A. area. Six of them. Yeah. So Lots all of, of a sudden, encampment fires. this one that shuts down the 10 is, is the first one that's not connected to the homeless? Really? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got some audio of Newsom. This has nothing to do with the closure of the uh, 10 freeway. This is up in the Bay Area. San Francisco is hosting this Asian Pacific Economic Conference. It's going to bring old Joe to the city later this week. It's going to bring the president of China, Chi, Chi, what's it pronounced? Chi, Chi, Chi. Uh, anyway, right. they're, they're going to be there because I guess this is a big deal, not to most people, but to people in the inner circle of these economic conferences. So the story that came out the other day, don't laugh, but he and London Breed went around planting trees. They unveiled a new tree nursery on south of Market below the freeway interchange. Uh, yes. So the audio we're going to play is apparently Newsom admitting that they, and the other story is, have you been shoveling away the homeless in preparation for this conference beginning? Because it began, I think, on Saturday and it runs all week. And uh, here's what he had to say about all this. I'm really excited. I, I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. And we've raised the bar of expectation between <laughs> the city, the county, and the state, and our, our federal partners as well, that we all have to do more and do better. And so that's really the spirit of this. This is momentum. This is directional. And I want folks to know <laughs> you see, you're seeing a lot more of this all around town and all around the Bay Area. There's 15 projects like this all around the Bay Area that are funded and are happening. We're cleaning up 
this state. Really? Okay. And then, you know, we see another video from the Tenderloin where the zombies are walking around with scabs on their arms and legs and Trank. And, I know. Yeah, we're doing a great job. Why don't you go where it's the dirtiest and clean that up and get those people into treatment that they need? Don't talk to us about putting some trees in a median in another part of town. And the oh. thing is, the thing is, he said there that they're cleaning it up because, you know, the fancy people are coming down. But... Uh, London Breed, the mayor said yesterday that it was just perfect timing, the opening of the nursery ahead of the APEC conference. <laughs> right. This was long planned. That's right. right. Just to be clear, we clean up the city every day. And uh, he, and then she says APEC, Newsom added, oh, this is good. I wonder if we have a clip of this. Newsom added that APEC was a forcing function. What? That kept everyone on the same page. Oh, in terms it of they like knew it, the date and when the people would be here, so right. they got to the, force them to do things. Right. It was a forcing function. I never heard that phrase in my no, life. Oh, I got to get the jargon handbook. You said it usually came from the tech world. He got all these yes. phrases. Yeah. What did I just read like about in him? In this the, space. and Yeah. He used to, uh, did he used to, uh, he, he spent some years embedded in tech world. Either he lived with tech guys, or he lived in a tech neighborhood, or he worked at a. a, a in so tech. he uses the jargon. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So he it, it embedded in his brain, and now he says these absurd things. The flywheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also is claiming that this project, Clean California, uh, has cleared three thousand three hundred encampments across the state. Boy, do I want proof of that. Yeah, that's right. Three Only 50,000 more to go. I don't know what it three, looks like. 3,300 encampments. Encampments, if you do the multiplication, there's 10 people in an encampment, that would be 30,000 people. Right. The so, state, you know, in total has more homeless than that, but not a hell of a lot more. Where, where, Obviously, where, L.A. County has more than that. Where did they go? But you would think you would notice that. Right. So what is the list? This is like when uh, years ago when uh, Villaraigosa, his spokesman, came on the air and claimed a million trees were planted. And then we said, prove that. And he brought a printout and it was only it was only uh, 58,000 trees that had been planted. So sh list me the address for all 3,300 encampments. All right. So we will bring you this uh, news conference wherever it begins in the three o'clock hour. Three fifteen is the scheduled time. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. And uh, to uh, commemorate uh, Ken's departure in a month, if you haven't heard, he's going to be retiring. Um, uh, we have a, a clip of an interview uh, mm. Ken gave by himself on television many years ago, and we're going to play a short clip of that when we come back. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, well, Richard Wagner's column has appeared. Uh, I guess they put it up there after I announced at 1 o'clock. KFI's John and Ken show host Ken Shampo announces retirement on air. And then uh, the subtitle, the subheading, John Cobelt will continue solo. Mm -hmm. so, Until he dies. But, so you're not replacing me. There's a rumor no. you, you found another Ken somewhere. No. <laughs> In a box. <laughs> I ordered Or it. you're not going to use AI to... <laughs> well, that, that I would entertain, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to put in the lines. That's right. Uh, Since, God, we've covered so many topics over the years, you probably could recycle well, them. There, there's nothing new. Everything just keeps repeating over and over I again. Uh, you know, actually, well, I, I, I want to play your clip first, and then I got a, a, a quick story. Well, let's play this clip of Ken. We have some clips we're going to play over the next three weeks. 
to commemorate. Yeah, I'm not leaving the show until December 6th. Yeah. So, so this was uh, 1993, a TV interview that Ken did with someone named June Kane Miller. I grew up on Long Island, New York. I was a CPA. I'm an accountant. Really? I did that for seven years in New York City. Matter of fact, I worked in the Trade Center that blew up last week. Uh, but uh, I just got bored with it. And ever since I was a kid, I enjoyed radio. I was fascinated with all the top 40 playlists and the DJs on the air and all the excitement of radio. And then I got into talk radio later. You know, I started to listen to Larry King and other people doing talk radio, Rush Limbaugh, people like that. Uh -huh. And I just decided one day, I was about 29 years old, and I said, I've got to give it a shot. So I went to broadcast school at night while working full time. Oh, you did? Yes. Yes, in New York. In radio, I moved to Pennsylvania first, a small little cow town, about 500 people and about 800 cows. It was kind of weird, you know? Everybody owned a couple of cows. You know, when you start in radio, you got to go wherever they give you the job. You got to start small. You know, this was 1988, so yeah. I would say it was starting to mm -hmm. climb. Uh, originally, we didn't do talk radio per se. We actually played records, and then we came in and did a little talking with each other. We didn't take too many phone calls initially, uh -huh. but as talk radio was built, and eventually moved to a station where we actually were part of a huge tax revolt in New Jersey, where we got the people really involved politically. We did still play records, but we did talk. I just played music, basically talked, did the weather. From there, I moved to upstate New York, and then to New Jersey. And I was in New Jersey for about two and a half years before we came out here. We want to entertain, first and foremost. We just want to have fun. We do sometimes discuss things very seriously. We fight and argue. But essentially, that's entertainment, too, because some people love to hear people fight. I feel like I'm at my own funeral. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to be clear, that was the 1993 assault on the World Trade Center in New York, not the, not the big one on 9-11. That's what I was referring to there. Right. That's yeah, right. Remember that clip the, was the, from the bombing that uh, that did her. I think a couple of people were killed in the original 1993 World Trade Center bombing. But uh, I didn't want to make light of it there because you heard me say it in passing. Yeah. But uh, obviously they came back right eight years later. Yeah. Same crowd. The same crowd. Right. So that was uh, that was uh, June Kane Miller. What was that? Was that a cable? You were out. You were on a vacation trip with your wife or something, and I don't know. I. Decided because it's our first year. Okay, fine. We needed the publicity, so I, yeah, it was some sort of cable show. Uh, KDOC. KDOC. Oh, that's in Orange County, Channel Fifty Six. There you go. All right, there you go. Uh, that's that is a really uh, forgotten nugget there. It is. I remember we played it at the anniversary show a few years back. I think we did. So uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I, I, we got approached by. A production company that's doing a uh, something on the Menendez brothers. It's, it's yeah, because they're still up on a, on an appeal or something. Garagos is Garagos involved? I yeah, because they yeah. they they, they, they think want to that now that other people have said they were abused by the father, then maybe there's hope here. Right. So they're they're doing a, a retrospective on that uh, in terms of the impact on the culture at the time, and what would the coverage and impact be today. You know, because people are much more open to abuse excuses than they were 30 years oh, ago. Oh, I see. That's a good so point. So yeah. they, they wanted some clips of our coverage of that. And you remember we I did a hunger strike. Fry the Menendai. We did a Fry the, the Menendai yard sale. Yard sale. We, you know, we raised $4,000 for Gil Garcetti to prosecute the Menendez brothers. Father be, of Eric. Because they had botched the first trial. And uh, they they claimed that Gil Garcetti was coming in and didn't have enough money. And so some lawyer in Chicago sent him $50, and we saw that, and decided, oh, let's have a full-blown yard sale. And KFI listeners brought all kinds of junk. And we went to Artesia, uh, a gun club. And, and, and so I had the money, we had the money, and we offered it to Gil, and Gil said no. 
and we I went on a hunger strike for 51 hours. Yeah, I remember that guy brought in that terrible green drink to yeah, try to give you nutrients. Some, and you were writhing on the floor one time or some something. Some Malibu. You got the clip? Oh, all right. Go ahead. Play the clip. Garcetti all along has complained he, he didn't have enough money uh, during the Menendez trial. So we organized a yard sale, sold a lot of junk, raised $4,000. Hundreds of people came. After Garcetti refused to take the money, John went on a hunger strike, which began 51 hours ago. We also had a guy giving up his liver medication in Long Beach. Did we get his number so we can check and see if he's still alive? We put in a call to him. He isn't answering the phones. He's we not answering know. his phone? He's not answering his well, phone. What if he's lying on the floor reaching for the medication in a last-ditch effort to save well, himself? It's gonna be How's on, that going to look on the news? It's going to be on Garcetti's head. And yours! No, I didn't tell him to do it. You he, did a Gandhi and prompted him to get into this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, though, it's kind of creepy hearing that. It really sounds like it's from the 1930s, <laughs> the audio. <laughs> it's so muffled. And <laughs> well, I, I had a box of, of tapes, well, lots of boxes of tapes, right, in the basement yeah, right. for that year, 93. Yeah. And I, I found some, some cassettes, and um, I, I sent them over to the production company, and they're going to listen to a few. But I was looking over the titles of all the cassettes for that year, mm. and and there's some stuff like, wow, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's just all <laughs> exactly. the same. We just cycle. <laughs> and there's a, there's a few things unique to its time and, yeah. and some stuff that has been settled over the years, but a lot of it was like, oh, man, this is just, we've just been rerunning the same crap. All right. Uh, sometime around 3.15, Gavin Newsom. Karen Bass, how excited are you? Uh, an update on the closure of the 10 freeway due to that fire early Saturday morning. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.